This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys. All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who's going to be recapping a little Buakau versus Sanchai action from BKFC Thailand 5. Quite the intriguing special rules fight they had, and this individual faced Buakau previously, a hugely decorated Muay Thai practitioner, promoter, etc. Very happy to have Kieran Kettle on Bare Knuckle Radio. How's your day going there, Kieran? Very good, you know, in the gym, living the dream. As I say, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a very lucky person. I always say I'm lucky. Don't get me wrong, I work hard for it, but um, uh, you know, I'm in the gym right now and doing what I love. So, what more can you ask for? Yeah, I love the gratitude and everything, and well deserved. Like I said, a lot of Muay Thai accolades. And to that point, just how deep you are in the Muay Thai space. Like, I guess, what was your initial reaction when that Buakau? first Sanchai bout announcement even initially came up, like what was your immediate reaction, if you recall? Well, I mean, the immediate reaction is, um, I know both guys, obviously I fought against Bill Cow in 2005, and uh, the other thing, Sanchai, he was actually in Canada for our World Youth Games, he was actually the team captain for Thailand, so he came over and taught a seminar in Canada, which was crazy. The amount of attraction and draw that guy has um, as you know, he's one of the greatest Muay Thai fighters, if not the greatest Muay Thai fighter of all time. Bill Cowles, arguably one of the best kickboxers of all time, if not, again, the best. Um, it was, for me, when it got announced, I was like, this is this is great for them too, as, as individuals, you know. These guys have really gone from the bottom. They come from very blue-collar poor backgrounds they have had some fight through the 90s, 2000s when the economy wasn't great in Thailand but they were still fighting, making a name for themselves um, they they were you know reaching accolade after accolade world title after world title, finding all the names so for me I thought it was just deserved that these two, two guys get an enormous payday and, it, and make it very entertaining to bring different audiences in. And that's the big thing, is Muay Thai, over the last two years, I'm sure you'll agree, it's had a big boom with one championship. It's starting to get some light shine on it. And you've seen Joe Rogan mentioning it as well before the last two years. There's nothing really talking about with Muay Thai. So I'm really happy that, for Muay Thai, especially that these two guys, first of all, get a payday, but also get to entertain people, but also a new audience, a new spectator could watch it. And something that I initially had saw that I thought was interesting that even sort of, I guess, prompted me in a way to reach out. I saw you commented on a post Gabriel Varga had where you were talking about how Buakau seemed like he was holding back on his punches, but that both were really, you know, kicking for sure. I mean, just curious to have you expound upon that a bit. Like, what did you notice? Is that like attributed to just the overall experience in Muay Thai? Is it the direct experience having competed against Boakau or maybe a bit of both even? Well, um, yes, a bit of both. One is, yes, it's the 
experience that if you, if you go to Thailand, you will see, if you go sort of outside the stadiums, you will see some guys will fight every night and they put on an amazing show. They will kick hard, but they kick at the right places of the body so they don't injure themselves so they compete again the next day. Um, I think if you see in the fight, uh, there's a stage where Bukal head kicks Sanchai. It's not particularly too hard, but it's, you know, there is a size difference between the two. And you can see him apologising for it. Because they are friends, after all. Uh, I, I, I then see it as a business point of view. I think entertainment. Everybody watched it. Entertainment. It's the same with Fury and Ngannou. I know the pay-per-view numbers were low, but everyone was talking about it, trending about it. It's entertainment. Uh, and that's exactly what it was. I'm not saying... They didn't throw in some kicks heavy, but they know how to take take their strikes. I think if Buraka was fighting someone else, um, especially in those later rounds, round four and five, when you could see that Sancho was fatigued, he would have definitely gone for the stoppage. I think he pulled back a, a lot on his punches, uh, but he was putting the kicks in, that's for sure. But the kicks were to the body. They weren't trying to stop him or hurt him. I know Sancho's leg was getting hurt, and Buraka's a killer, He'll, he, you know, against anyone else he would have gone for the stoppage so it's little fine points of the fight I'm not, I'm not saying in any way was it like rigged or anything like that or fixed all I was trying to say was it's entertainment they both made an agreement look we'll, we'll go for it on the kicks we're not going to go for a stoppage we're not going to go for a knockout that's not what we're trying to do here we're trying to entertain a crowd uh, we're going to get paid a good, good amount of money life changing amount of money for them too and thoroughly deserved and I think with the punches, you could see, and, and there's obviously talk of Sancho breaking his fingers. I believe that happened in round two. I think that's what, what happened. But you could see even their punches, they were holding back a little bit. You know, they were just peppering their punches a little bit, putting some kicks in and making it uh, an entertaining five rounds. That's how I saw it. Yeah, well said, and definitely wasn't <clears throat> intimating that you were maybe saying it was like a farce or like worked beforehand, but maybe just because they're so experienced in gloved Muay Thai and you mentioned the you know dynamic of Sanchai looking like he had you know sustained an injury to his hand in the second round like I wonder if maybe some of that just like the breaking of the hands and then maybe not you know coming at it with the full force with the hands is also partially attributed to the fact that they're not you know using gloves for this special rules Muay Thai fight yeah and you know there is that between them there's that friendship and I think Burkow saw uh Sanchai getting tired, fatigued. Um, his demeanour had changed a lot as well. You know, he's usually smiling, footwork, all of this. He tried the cardboard kick. He was a little bit slower than normal. I know they're both getting old, don't get me wrong. Um, but I think Burkow saw it and sort of, you know, just did what he needed to do to make it a great fight. Uh, all the fans chewed in. I think all the... There's new fans for them too as well and what they can bring. Oddly enough, after the fight... There's a couple of uh, clients that I train. This is an example of, of the Joe Ordinary. Two clients that I train that don't know anything about Muay Thai. They just come from the fitness side. And even they were mentioning it. They were like, well, that's Sanchai's a beast. And I just did a YouTube search on him. And he's amazing. Never heard of him before. So it's reaching new audiences, which is amazing, I think, as a business side of it. And exactly what we want for a push of Muay Thai all around the world. So those two guys did exactly everything right. Uh, to make it, and I'll say it again, entertainment. That's exactly what it was. I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't even touch on this. Just like what we're talking about is kind of getting me thinking of it. Just like I mentioned from the top how heavily involved you are in the Muay Thai scene and 
just promoting and everything like that. And there is some level of precedent that's been set in like Alberta for, you know, bare knuckle boxing. And it looks like they're going to do more of that in the coming year. Like, could you see yourself maybe having some like bare knuckle Muay Thai on the Canadian scene? Like just from what you're doing as a promoter, like, is that something that you'd be interested in? If you know what, um, when you, if you just strip it back to the BKFC, um, of course, don't forget I'm English, right? So I've seen lots of gypsy fights bare knuckle <laughs> before yeah, yeah. before BKFC was a thing, and there was actually local ones uh, from when I used to live in England. We used to there was gypsy fights, and uh, you could go if you wanted to to a bare knuckle boxing bout. There, there was no time limit, no real rules to it. It was just you know it was brutal to be fair but it was 20 minutes of fights 30 minutes of fights one particular fight I watched was 45 minutes it was ridiculous um but they were so battered and hurt it, it wasn't very nice to watch if you're looking for the skill side it was just more brutal than anything um i think we're with it's a really good question you know it's all about the time and the matter because many years ago um Actually, before one championship come along with the MMA gloves for Muay Thai, I actually promoted a, a Muay Thai fight with MMA gloves, and we had, we had two fights, and it didn't it didn't really work. It was just two fights that just didn't really systematically work. We never did it again, and never touched upon it. So I was like, oh, I don't think it's going to work. It's very hard to promote, and of course, one championship did it, and that was huge. Um, and now, of course, I'm doing it for my uh, Road to One finals in a couple of weeks. So I, I can never say never, but if it evolves into something, then I'm, I'm interested. I have to look at it from a business point of view. I have to think, is it entertaining? Was the fight entertaining? Yes, it was. Um, but the other thing as well is, at the moment, it's still going to be seen as extremely dangerous. I've heard there's bare knuckle MMA going on now. Is that right? Is that happening? I think that's happening pretty soon. So it's all about like what's next. So bare knuckle Muay Thai, if it... If something comes about as as an interest to me, then then definitely why not? Not going to write it off. Um, I like seeing involvement. I like seeing growth. I like seeing things that are spectacular. So uh, let's see how that grows. Yeah, no, definitely get where you're coming from. A reasonable way to look at it, I guess. I just thought it could potentially be, you know, a cool thing beyond the one-off that it was on this particular card. Just I was talking to you know David Leduc recently about how certain times in Lethway that he'd encounter certain, like, I guess, Muay Thai-centric guys that would often, like, not avidly work the headbutts, and then it would often be to their detriment. But maybe if this, you know, bare-knuckle Muay Thai style becomes a new thing, maybe it can provide that, like, crossover for Muay Thai-gloved fighters to cross over into some form of bare-knuckle, I guess. Well, I mean, like I said, I think it was 2011 when I did a Muay Thai with MMA gloves. It was very, very hard to get people interested in it. And, of course, the, the other thing was, where does it lead me to? Where does it get me to? Um, and then, of course, you're talking people wanting more money because it's more dangerous. So there was always those sort of um, hurdles that I came across. But now it's, you're seeing, because of what one championship are doing, people are starting to compete in the little gloves to potentially get a chance to fight on one championship, which is exposure, fi exposure and finance. So um, if BKFC, for example, launched a BKFC Muay Thai bare knuckle and there's potential for growth in their exposure, um, sponsorship opportunities for fighters, then you can never write it off. You, get, you, you know, And you get some guys that are, I think, if we go to the one championship rules, there are some Muay Thai guys 
I don't think should compete with the little gloves. They're not built. They don't understand the game or they're not punchers because you need to be very well versed in punching to be just a kicker. Just a kicker, for example, when you rely on the old skill of Muay Thai, it's very, very hard to adapt to these new rules. So the next thing would be if people go into the bare knuckle Muay Thai is whether they're suited for it or not. And if you go back to BKFC when it launched and really started to boom over the last three, four years, if you watch the first BKFC, they were pretty scrappy, weren't they? You know, pretty scrappy. Um, but now you're getting people much more well-versed and know how to fight. You know, you see more points victories. You're seeing more people with skills. So it's all about that as well. If, if the coaches um, will accept the adaption and change, then, of course, promoters will too because you need fighters for a show. Yeah, and I mean, just, you know, in you saying that, it kind of got my, you know, brain work and thinking, you know, who would you like to, you know, see come over from, like, say, the one championship circuit or just anyone in the Muay Thai space overall in terms of, like, who could maybe make a splash in, like, a bare-knuckle-centric version of Muay Thai? Like, is there anyone on the scene out there that you think could adapt to that? There'll be a few guys, that's for sure. I mean, you have to look at, like, those ones that are very good at combinations they're very concussive can take a shot with punches of course you'd have to look at people like Liam Harrison for example you know big puncher good puncher good timing puncher good guard uh, good low kick um, you could then go over to um, the kickboxing scene you could look at people like uh, Alizal but then if you know who he is he's the kickboxing 154 pound champion he's a beast with the hands uh, he's a good boxer too um you could look at uh, Marek Gregorian, another guy from Holland, good boxer. It'd be interesting to see, though, like I said, it'd just be interesting. It's more interesting for me at the moment. I'm sort of taking a, a fan seat at the moment just to see if this would take off or not. Um, but people writing off BKFC four or five years ago, and look at them now, they're, they're producing shows. I think they're doing 20 different countries next year or something like that, you know, from like sort of road two shows to preliminary shows to prospect shows um to big shows so that's growing as well so let's just see like i said let's just uh i'm excited about it though it's something new you know it's uh if you're a fan and just a, a pure fan that wants to watch entertainment there's no denying you'd be entertained by Ben Muay Thai. yeah i mean well said and i guess like even talking about you know being a fan of it and taking it in and all that. I mean, you know a lot about Buakau and Senchai, as is evident from, you know, talking to you. So, I guess in noticing, like, when they fought each other bare-knuckle, like, did you notice they maybe did certain things differently in terms of, I guess, stylistic amendments, like, just with it being bare-knuckle versus what you've maybe seen each do in gloved Muay Thai? Well, so, funny enough, um, they have fought in um, old Muay Thai rules, um, so there's a promotion that was big uh, before COVID called Tie Fight, and they do the uh, uh, what's it called? I've forgotten how to pronounce it, but it's basically like Muay Thai with hand wraps, and they both fought in it before, right? They both fought in it before. It's basically like old rope hand wraps, um, and at Buakau and Sancho both fought with those rules before. Um, so usually what happens is when people find bare knuckle or even the, the four ounce gloves for Muay Thai is their range is the first thing that's a bit difficult because you can't defend like normal. You have to defend slightly different. Your footwork, you have to move that a little bit more. You have to work on your, your head movement too. But to be fair, um, I think those guys are too, ex too experienced. I mean, I think what 
50, Sanjay 400. It's a crazy amount. They're so experienced and so high level that they could, they could style it out a little bit and they can work and adapt very quickly. That's what they do. Uh, if they were lower level, then it might be a different game. Yeah, and well said. I think when I was speaking to Sanjay before kind of talking to him, I did like a translation, like a translated interview rather, and we were kind of talking a bit about some prior experience because he hadn't necessarily done like full-on bare knuckle, but he'd done certain like Kun Kamai bouts with the ropes and stuff like that. So. Kun Kamai, that's it, yeah. yeah. And he'd won and by knockout a few times actually to those rules. Yeah, just very talented, decorated fighters was definitely... An amazing event to see, and I mean, it seems like you're excited too about how it got across to, I guess, like newer audiences too. I was actually watching it with a friend who wasn't really as familiar with either guy, but I think came away very impressed. So, I mean, love to see that kind of growth for the sport and everything. That's exactly what we want, you know. I've always, um, what I try and do now is because I'm involved in like the business side in terms of promotion, I always look at it from all types of views, the fans. Uh, from pay-per-view side, if you're watching it at TV, uh, if you're sitting there from the coach's perspective, manager's perspective, and then the fighter's perspective, you have to look at it from all different types. And then the big promoter and how they promote it. I think Nick Chapman did a great job um, of promoting BKFC to Thailand. He's gonna, he, he would have some problems too promoting that there because the truth is it's very Muay Thai-based. But if you look at what one championship had done, the old school... The old school Muay Thai fighters and Muay Thai promoters uh, and uh, even the stadiums were very much against Muay Thai with four ounce gloves. But they came to an agreement, I think it was the early this year, about accepting it and calling it modern Muay Thai. So even the old school guys are starting to evolve and change and understand that it's bringing more fans, bringing more tourism, bringing more sponsors opportunities, investment opportunities, which evidently now you're seeing fighters getting paid more, coaches, um, uh, their gyms are growing. You're seeing this with the amount of foreigners that are living in Thailand now. And you're seeing with the amount of competitors that are competing week in, week out. So we're really in a boom at the moment. So, um, yeah, so, you know, I'm just happy that some of the old school people that might have frowned upon it before are seeing it as a good thing. Um, and there's new fans. And that's what we want, new fans. We need growth. It's as simple as that. If, if I promote a show in, I've got a show in two weeks, and there's 2,000 people coming. If there's 2,000 people coming every event, but they're the same people, that's great. I'm glad that it's supporting me. But I want to see new faces. I want to see, I want to see kids coming to the shows watching it, because they join gyms. I want to see the whole big picture to this, right? I want to see the next fan coming. I want to see it grow. And it's only going to help everyone helps absolutely everyone I, I just mentioned and i think the old school people are starting to see that they're starting to see that their gyms are getting busier they're you know they're more competition there's more financial opportunities more sponsorship opportunities and i'm loving it at the moment to be honest with you what's happening with my time yeah it seems like an incredible boom period for the sport and just kind of observing it even from my vantage point very exciting so i can't imagine how exciting it is for you just being you know how decorated you are and the different hats you've worn in the sport yeah you know I'm not, you know obviously every day i'm in the gym and it's nice to have conversations now and and, and fighters excited about the future 
you know, because usually it was fight by fight or um, sort of trying to sort of duck and dive to maybe save up to go to Thailand or, you know, maybe this opportunity will come come about. When I was fighting, it was very hard to find the stadiums, very hard to find the stadiums. Uh, there was even gyms that wouldn't even train foreigners at the time. Um, so the acceptance is changing. And I'm, I'm really, really happy to have fighters that, that I'm working with and they're seeing maybe there, there is a career for me, but maybe there is something that can change my life. And it gives you a good feeling, right? So that's what I'm happy to see. Yeah, well said, man, and you've been very good with your time, and I want to be respectful of that. I mean, a lot of great insights given and very appreciative of that, but just curious if there's maybe any final parting thought you'd want to add as we're kind of wrapping up here, Kieran. No, 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 not at all. Just thank you for your time and reaching out, and um, I just, uh, I'm excited to be a small part of the growth that everything's happening. Uh, as you know, I've got an event in two weeks, Muay Thai World Cup, it's at the Grey Eagle Casino. So on First Nation land, um, which is right next to Calgary, there's three finalists. So one championship finals. They're four quarterfinals and semifinals. So this is the final. The winners will receive a hundred thousand dollar multi-fight contract to one championship. So it's life changing for three people that night, and that's a good feeling for me. That you know they're going to have a contract that will change their life. It's just amazing. What a great feeling. They've had to work for it though. Don't get me wrong. Um, and then we got full on the card of all the best up and coming prospects, and we have a WBC international title fight between Canada and and uh, USA too. So yeah, I'm expecting a busy night and uh, a great night for the growth of uh, Muay Thai in North America. Yeah, an incredible venue, and it seems like you guys always put on great shows out there. So definitely looking forward to that. It seems like you guys are really thriving with all of that and everything just for the sport of Muay Thai and yeah like I said awesome venue for that kind of sport just combat sports in general I feel yeah it's exciting because you know like um, as COVID finished and we, we did an event after COVID I actually had a couple of um, coaches that approached me and just said really love what you're doing here and I didn't really think about it until until they said it and they said oh like the last uh, show you did we had um you know, they had a couple of fighters on and had some fans watching. And then all of a sudden, these fans have joined the gym. The growth has been great for the gyms. And that's what I'm loving to hear. It's not just about, like, me benefiting, benefiting from, you know. It's, it's, it's everybody benefiting. That's the big thing. Everybody's got benefit. Because the truth is, I need um, the other gyms in other cities and other provinces to grow as well. Because... At the end of the day, if I'm a promoter, I need more competitors. So I'm really happy to see gyms growing. And in the city of Calgary, some of the gyms are absolutely booming, absolutely packed every night. And I love seeing it. It's just great to see. So, like I said, I'm just on the ride. I'm enjoying my little piece of it. Uh, and I'm glad to see other people uh, enjoying the success as well. This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting shark winning parlays if you're looking for them in bkfc you got to be checking out bk bet shark here's the thing 50 dollars buys you get a personalized bet slip it's based on your own budget you can be flexible it is what works for you and this guy's got the receipts you can check out all the winning tickets you can peep them and you can do so at bare knuckle betting shark check him out on instagram and get with it got them personalized betting slips going on 50 dollars buy 